Welcome to I'm a Mood with Hassan. I'm a certified life coach, spiritual teacher, intuitive energy healer, and author. And in this podcast, I'm unveiling the powerful steps that revolutionize my life and giving you the game-changing secrets. Are you ready to live the life you've always desired? Are you ready to become the person you were always meant to be? Are you ready to pick the ingredients from your personal garden for your magic potion? If so, you're in the right place. This is a safe place for transformation and elimination. I know you're ready to vibe high and happy, so let's commence. Hey, sweetie. Thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, for this next episode of I'm a Mood with Hassan. Definitely, I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to talk to you about how you think. Now, the mood for today is contemplative, okay? I want you to sit back and kind of marinate on what we're going to discuss. Now, the topic is how you think determines how you feel, act, and manifest. Now, I know you're saying, oh, yeah, I know, you got to be positive, and, and that just doesn't work for me, or whatever the case may be, you know? But there is a simpler way of looking at this, all right? And that's what I'm here for. I want to break it down to where a child could understand it, you know? Now, first and foremost, um, I read a book a while ago called The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. Yeah, Ruiz. I can't really pronounce that correctly. I do apologize. Um, But it is an excellent book. Absolutely eye-opening, okay? Now, When I say how you think determines how you feel, act, and manifest, that is absolutely true. If you are in a negative mind state and your mood is angry or dismissive or whatever the case may be, you are going to see the world through the eyes of how you feel, okay? Your actions are going to be acted out through those emotions that you feel. And the key to manifesting is your emotions, okay? So let's dive into this real quick, all right? Now, First and foremost, in the book, um, Four Agreements, in the beginning, it talks about basically um, us being, as humans, uh, we're in a dream. We live in a dream. We have our own dream, right? Uh, Which is basically the world that we live in. Now, the only person that is in your dream or the star of your dream is you. You are the one that creates the world you live in, all right? 
Now, the first agreement is to be impeccable with your word. Now, we might hear it a lot, you know, especially in religion, you know, oh, um, the word is, you know, powerful. It's a two-edged sword, your tongue, you know, um, and that is absolutely true. It really is. But we kind of dismiss it. And I'm only going to speak from my aspect. If you agree, you know, um, definitely, hey, that's a good deal. But your words hold power and strength. Um, or they could, you know, they can give, it can give life or death, you know, with the way you speak. Not only to other people, but to yourself. Now, to be impeccable with your word, impeccable meaning without sin, is to basically not go against yourself. In religion, a sin is anything, uh, well, actually in religion, uh, self-rejection is a mortal sin that leads to death, right? So, rejecting yourself or anything that goes against yourself is a sin. It's not what everybody think it is. You know, somebody drinking, somebody smoking, somebody, you know, um, dancing on that pole, whatever it may be, you know. Um, that's not the case. It's an individual thing. Our minds are fertile soil. And the seeds are the words that we speak and intake. Now, I'm sure everyone has heard of, you know, magic. The definition of magic is the manipulation of energy or an illusion. Basically trying to make someone see something a different way than what the truth is. All right. So if we look at that in the aspect of your words, if you are speaking truth, love, and light, hey, that is white magic. That is good magic. If you are speaking fear, death, and jealousy, honey, that's black magic. That's negative. I mean, that's like common sense, right? We're not going to take it all the way to Hogwarts and Harry Potter. No, we're going to keep it real simple. All right. Now, going against yourself is something that we have become accustomed to doing. That is not being your authentic true self. If Johnny came told you that Sally, um, I don't know, fell and twisted her ankle and you're like, oh no, you know, your first reaction is like, oh my God, is she okay? You know? Um, but instead Johnny told you this because he knows you have some type of disdain for 
helper, Sally, and he's wanting some type of negative feedback from you. Okay? So, with your first reaction being, oh my God, is she okay? They're expecting something negative. So, if you do say something negative, that's going against yourself. That's going against your gut feeling, your intuition, your first reaction. To be impeccable with your word is to use your word for truth and love for yourself. Now, I know it's difficult because as humans, we live on this earth, but we're going to take everybody out of the picture. I am strictly talking to you. This is a personal thing. Everybody wants to be without sin, right? Mm -hmm. That's a whole other subject, all right? But using your words for truth and love for yourself is, oh my goodness, that is a monumental feat within the world that we live in today. The misuse of your words basically uh, helps continue spawn this hell or earth or, you know, planet we live on. All right. Let's take that in consideration. Now, whenever we hear an opinion and believe it, we make an agreement and it becomes part of our belief system. Now, I really do recommend you check out the book, The Four Agreements, because I am not going into grave detail, but touching on, you know, um, certain points, all right? Because your belief system, what you were taught from the time you came out the womb, you didn't have a choice. You were taught that. You were taught that this is what you were supposed to do. You were taught that this was this is what's right and this is what's wrong, you know? Um, and, and that belief system makes you who you are today, okay? Now, a lot of us are not aware of the power we hold. A lot of times, we unknowingly cast spells on the ones we love the most. And when I say spells, I mean the way you use your word. All right? Now, the only way to break this spell is to make a new agreement based on truth. Now, let me explain that. Just as an example, in the book, it gives an example of a little girl that is, you know, in her own world, she's happy, she's singing, you know, her mom just got home from work and she's got a headache, she's had a bad day, you know? And the little girl is just, you know, she's doing her thing. And the mom gets frustrated and says, oh, would you shut up, you have an ugly voice. Well, the little girl believes that because the person she loved the most said this to her. So she took it to heart. So throughout her life, 
she grows up, she becomes an introvert. Um, she becomes shy. She doesn't want to really talk in public, let alone sing. All because her mom was having a bad day and spewed those words to her. And she believed it. Your words can change lives, you know? I'm sure you've probably heard of negative self-talk, positive self-talk. Negative self-talk is basically using the word against yourself. That is the conversations that we have with ourselves. Oh, he did not look cute today. Oh, girl, you need to stop. You're so stupid. Oh, you know, things that are just negative that you have made yourself believe. But it's not true. Now, you can measure the impeccability of your word by your self-love. Mm. Let's take a moment to just sit and think about that real quick. You can measure the impeccability of your word by your self-love. So, if we break that down. If a person is always running around, lying, speaking negatively to others, um, and definitely to themselves, they don't have any self-love. That brings up the thought to me of, you know, um, People are not mad at you. They're mad at themselves. They only say these things because they don't like themselves. There is so much validity to that. If you don't know how to speak truth, love, and light, honey, you don't have any for yourself. So if you don't have any for yourself, how are you going to give it to someone else? Hmm. Now, positive self-talk. Is what we call white magic. That is the positive things we say to ourselves. That is, oh, you didn't get it this time, but next time, hey, you've got it in the bag. Oh, you look so pretty today. Oh, you are just, you know, whatever it is that you say to yourself, it being positive, you know? That's your personal magic. We are magic. Mm, mm, mm. Now, agreement number two is don't take anything personal. Now, I know that is really difficult for us to do sometimes as humans because we want to think everything is about us. That's called personal importance. Now, personal importance is the maximum expression of selfishness. Mm -mm. We don't want that. We don't want that. Of course you're important. But everybody has their own personal movie going on, you know? And, and we'll dive into that in just a minute. But... 
basically, everyone is living their own dream according to the agreements they have made. Like I just said, it's your personal movie and you are the star. So, with that, what goes on inside of you, or how you feel, or what you have going, only you are feeling that. Only you feel that way, you know? Um, sure, you can try to verbalize it to other people, but they don't really know how you feel. You're the star of your own movie, you know? Now, you might have heard of something called the collective consciousness. Our thoughts are not always our thoughts, you know? There might be sometimes you're sitting somewhere just chilling and you just have a random thought come into your head and just like, oh my God, you know? Hmm. I wouldn't think of anything like that. Where did that come from? But the fact of the matter is, as humans, our brains are constantly going. You have conversations with yourself. You have inner conflict about certain things. You know, how you feel about this, thinking how they might feel about that or whatever it may be. A good way to... Try to get a hold of that personal conflict is to take inventory of your thoughts and beliefs. You know, that is doing that introspection of why you feel the way you feel. What is causing you to feel this way? Why do you believe what you believe? And does that truly align with who you are authentically? A lot of times, many people lie out of fear. Fear of being rejected, fear of not fitting in, fear of their mask falling off and others seeing who they truly are. Hmm. Which brings me to the next agreement. Agreement number three is don't make assumptions. Now, this has become a way of life for people, all right? I know I had it real bad, and I'm still working on it. I am no means, by any means, perfect, okay? But we assume a lot. We think that, you know, we assume that people think, feel, and judge like we do. And we make these assumptions because a lot of times we don't even have the courage to ask those questions. We feel like it might be out of line, you know, or whatever the case may be. You think you just know, you know. But many times in making those assumptions, we end up breaking our own heart. We really do. Because you're putting your expectations of what you think and feel and believe on somebody else without even asking them. And that's that's not even the case, you know? I tell you, 
a lot of times we make these assumptions um, because we're in fear of others actually judging who we are, um, victimizing us, you know, not wanting to be our true selves. There was a point that was made in the book that I found very interesting because I used to believe this. I used to believe that I could change people through my love. My love for them would cause them to change. And that is not the case, okay? People change because they want to. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. Nothing. All right? Real love is accepting others for who they are. And if you try to change someone, guess what? That means you don't even really like them. So why are you even bothering yourself? Like, for real. Mm. But I didn't want to ask myself that question. I didn't even know, you know? Awareness is most of the battle. <laughs> so with these assumptions, you know, Try to find your voice and ask for what you want. Um, have the courage to ask those difficult questions that you think are difficult. You know, you have the right to say no. You have the right to say yes. And they do too. If they don't want you to know something, hey, they can verbalize that. And likewise with yourself. Now, the last agreement, agreement number four is always do your best. I love this. Because in always doing your best, you've got to know that your best will change. Let me explain. If you are taking the action to make a change, and you're doing your best, that leaves no room for you to judge yourself or for you to have any guilt or regret. You know you did your best. Now, your best might not be the same as it is on a day you're not feeling too well or after you've been doing it for a while. You get better, good, better, best. Yeah, that was, you know, you know. So just know that it will change. It's not going to always be, you know, perfect. No one is perfect. We need to get that through our heads, y'all. We do. No one is perfect. Your expectations are unrealistic to think that, you know, Oh, I'm going to utilize these and it's going to change just like that. No, sweetie, it takes time because what you grew up in, your belief system you currently have, and how you function in life, that is years of programming. So to think that it can turn around in, I don't know, a week, a month, a year, is mm, unrealistic. But 
if you always do your best, hey, you are trying. Nothing beats a failure but a try. Learn from your mistakes, you know? And you've got to put action into it. You've got to. Your, the first three agreements um, will only work if you do your best. If you are trying to be impeccable with your word and you are trying not to take everything people say personal and if you are trying to not assume, honey, you are doing, oh my God, phenomenal, okay? Because you're doing your best and your best will change and it will get better learning from your mistakes, you know? Hmm. You know, when you don't do your best, uh, you deny yourself the right to be you. Now, let's think about that. If we are always selling ourselves short, not doing our best, we're not actually being our true authentic selves. You're being what the world has told you to be or what your family has told you to be or that mass that you have created for the world. <laughs> yeah. But I will tell you, you have the right to be happy, to be loved, to live, to say no, to say yes, and to be you. Stop letting the fear of what others think stop you from being who you are. Hmm. That's funny to me because... The fear of being accepted causes us to create these facades. And it can mess with your mental. So when I say how you think determines how you feel, you act, and how you manifest, it's true. Many times... And I can only speak for myself, you know. Um, I have suffered with mental health my whole life, you know. But my determination to find out the deeper rooted reason for it is what has gotten me to where I am right now, okay. People that are depressed are holding on to the past. They're living in the past. They're not in the present moment. People that are anxious are worried about the future. That's messing with your mental health. So if you're constantly living in the past and you go through day in, day out, and that's how you think your mind is in the past. Oh, this didn't work out. So you're down. You feel depressed. 
alone, sad, you know? When you, how do I put that? When you think about nothing, when you think about what has taken place in the past and you realize that you cannot change it because, I mean, that is actually the realization. You cannot change anything that has taken place in the past. It is the past, you know? And it's difficult to grasp that concept of this happened and this happened and living in that mentality of, you know, I'm the victim or, you know, this always happens to me or whatever it may be. It affects your emotions. And the key to manifesting are your emotions. So, if you're negative all the time, down and out, you know, mad at everybody, because your, your uh, fries got wasted out in your McDonald's bag, people that know me will probably laugh at that. But uh, I'm just saying, you know, um, chances are you're not really manifesting anything in your life but negativity, you know? Um, if you're worried about, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, oh my God, I don't have this. Oh my God, I don't have that. That puts you in a lack mindset, always needing something, you know? If you're in the present moment and realize you have everything you need, realize how you feel, take inventory of your feelings, being mindful. And, and these things are all a part of the Amamu coaching model um, that is in my book, Euphoric Alchemy. Um, definitely available on Amazon and on my website, amamu.org. Um, being mindful and present in the moment. Oh, it is life-changing. It is life-changing. Taking that few moments out to... Ask yourself why you feel a certain way can be life-changing because you have the answer. You have the answer. But many times we don't stop and, you know, take note of it or even, you know, care to ask ourselves. We're on autopilot most of the time. I'm sure you can relate. You know, you get up, you go to work, get the kids ready for school, got to do this, got to do that, go, 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 go. And when you do get a chance to, you know, sit down and take a breather, you don't want to be in your head. You want to be on your phone. You want to send that last email. You want to call such and such and see how their day is going without checking in with you. It is important to keep track of how you are thinking. And when I say how, that means in what manner, 
in what way are you thinking? Is it positive? Is it hopeful? Because what you think will manifest in your life. It will. You can't help it. Hmm. Now, in the book, The Four Agreements, it asks the question, what does freedom really mean? Now, like I said, I'm only giving you a chopped up version of the book. You've got to read it for yourself to actually get the you know, picture. But if you think about it, adults are like children who lost their freedom. A lot of times, you know, um, you might see some adults that are, you know, um, childlike, you know, that innocence, that carefree, fun-loving type of energy. I can speak for that because that's the energy I have. And a lot of people discredit me for that, you know? Um, they think I'm not grown. They think whatever they think. They are in their own movie and they are thinking according to their own agreements that they have made. You know, they're not my agreements. I don't care, you know, but if we think about it, adults are children that lost their freedom. What takes away that freedom? Responsibility, having to go to work every day, focus on money, focus on taking care of stuff, you know, not stopping to actually be in the present moment. If you think about a child. They're not worried about the past. They're not worried about the future. They are in the moment. You know, if a child is running and they fall and skin their knee, after they go see their mom or dad to get that boo-boo kissed, guess what? They're right back out there running. They're not going to sit around and mope and say, oh my God, I skinned my knee. Oh my God, I just... Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Oh, my goodness. I just, oh, my. If you saw a child acting that way, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't mean to laugh. But if you were to see a child behaving that way, you would, you know, hey, you would want to have a talk with them like, honey, what is wrong? Encourage them to be a child. That's what you would do. That would be the adult instinct to do. Hmm. But yeah, that would be the adult instinct to do, you know, go, go have fun. You know, don't think about that. You're okay. You know, the first step to freedom is awareness. Many times we don't even know that we're in bondage or locked up. And I'm not talking about from a physical standpoint. Nothing I'm talking about is from a physical standpoint. This all has to do with your spirit, your soul, your mind. You know, a person can be, um, I don't know, 60. And still be in that same bondage. 
their whole life without unlocking their freedom. A lot of times people don't even want to be aware. They don't. But you have that option. Being aware that you have the option to be free in your mind, to make your own beliefs up, to not have to follow society standards. That is profound. You don't have to be what people say you have to be. No matter who the people are. You be you. But a lot of times, we don't know who we are because we don't take the time to learn ourselves. We don't want to get to know ourselves. We think getting to know ourselves is, oh, a night at home, you know, Netflix and chilling with some popcorn and, you know, whatever the case may be. But doing some introspection work, asking yourself those hard questions, mm, mm, mm. it can do wonders. It really can. Keep in mind that your life is a manifestation of how you think. Hmm. I'm going to say that one more time. Your life is a manifestation or demonstration of how you think. Hmm. You know, every day we wake up with a certain amount of mental, emotional, and physical energy um, that we spend throughout the day. But if you allow your emotions to deplete your energy, you're not going to have any energy to change your life or to give to others your emotions are not supposed to run you your emotions are powerful they have the power to make you cower they have the power to make you feel less than they have the power to make you feel like a peasant more they have the power to empower you, to help others, and to manifest the life you want. But many times we deplete those emotions on things that are not even conducive to a co constructive or, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, a, a functional life, you know, I'm getting my words mixed up. Please forgive me. But yeah, so take key in that. Don't let your emotions run you. Back to your thoughts. Your thoughts fuel your emotions. And your emotions fuel your manifestations. The truth is very hard to hear, especially when you don't want to face it or you've been lying to yourself your entire life. It's difficult to hear, but it is healing because once you hear the truth or see the truth, 
you have that option of healing that scar or that wound and creating a different agreement. Mm. I want to thank you for spending time with me today. And like I stated before, just marinate on it. The mood is contemplative. Now, to continue your journey for self-awareness and personal growth, you can click the link in the description to grab your copy of Euphoric Alchemy, Revealing Your I'm a Mood Enigma, Eight Steps to Personal Transformation. I'll see you next episode.